Hello, welcome to another episode of The Kyle Dildine Show. Um, I'm a local realtor here in the Boise area. Started this podcast kind of to share my story as I go through the entrepreneurial journey. Um, hopefully make it to the top. Obviously, I, I'm in my, well, I'm a starter. I'm in my third year real estate here in the Boise area and my family company. And uh, just trying to share my message, get it out to the world. Because I think, you know, five, ten years from now, wherever I'm at, it's going to be a really cool kind of audio journal. It's going to be a really good opportunity to network and meet with people. So today's episode is about me building a house and some of the reservations that I had and some of the things that scared me and so forth. Um, And I thought that would be an interesting take since I'm a realtor. Uh, I think some people always expect me to be 100% like, go, go, go. And there has been some things where I've been like, I'm not sure if right now is ready for like I should buy right now or if I should wait, you know, because there is talk of recessions and political nonsense and blah, 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 blah. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. But first off, um, I want to give you my quote. Like I said, I'm going to start doing the quote for uh, this week is if you conquer. Oh, excuse me. If you want to conquer fear, don't sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. And that's by Dale Carnegie, who obviously super successful guy. The reason I bring that up is because there was a lot of fear in terms of signing the contract and getting ready and going into buying my own uh, house with my wife. So don't let fear rule. Um, Pushing past the fear, getting into a new environment, it's totally worth it. So let's recap because I missed last week. I try to do these every week consistently on Thursday, bring them out. Um, I don't know why Thursday, it just kind of turned out to be the day that I went with. Um, but last week I was in California at sales edge. Um, I'm part of the Tom Ferry coaching program, trying to become one of the most elite agents I can. Um, and some of the guys there are incredible. There was a guy that did like 2 million in sales, like, like commissions earned 2 million in sales there. Uh, that's a pretty impressive amount of money <laughs> and certainly not something to balk at. So uh, I felt like I was in the right room with a lot of really smart people, learned a ton of stuff in beautiful Southern California. Um, this year was like the first year that I made it to California ever in my life. And I'll tell you what, I love it there. Um, I know uh, I know the taxes are crazy, the politics are crazy, whatever, but the weather is sweet there. Um I went, it, it got dark, it got dark at like five o'clock, but I still went out to the beach and just walked around and still had a super awesome time. Um, so I, I don't know. I love California. I love Californians too. Most Idahoans are <laughs> not really liking that because they are driving prices up, but I'm about to be a homeowner. So feel free to drive my value up. I'll be a-okay with that. Maybe I won't be super happy about the taxes going up, but I'll be okay with the value of my home going up, that's for sure. And then I wanted to share something else today too. So that's why I missed last week. <laughs> I was, so my shoes, my dress shoes, they, uh, the lace broke while I was in California. So I, today I was walking around trying to get a, uh, a new pair of laces. And while I'm walking around the mall, this lady comes up to me and she's like, hey, have you ever modeled before? And I was like, I have not, actually. <laughs> and she 
she said, would you be interested in modeling? And I was like, I guess so. Why do you ask? And, uh, I don't know. She said she was from some marketing or agency or something like that and took my information down and said, thanks. We'll be giving you a call here in a little bit. I think it's probably a scam. Um, I read up on an agency that I think she might've been a part of. I'm not totally sure. And people were basically saying that they make you sign a contract and you have to pay for them to get you out on appointments and whatever or not. Um, and I probably will not end up doing it since real estate is my thing, but I was flattered <laughs> really. You know what I mean? Like it's not every day somebody comes up and asks if you want to be a model. So I might be dressing a little bit sharper from now on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that just made me feel really good about myself. So enough with that. It's not why you're here. You want to know why a realtor wouldn't want to buy a home. Most likely that's why you're watching this or listening to it on my podcast. Um, big reasons, you know, we hear a lot about recessions and the recession, the last recession hit so many people so hard that I don't blame anybody for being uh, reserved or worried about the next recession. And I don't blame anybody for thinking I don't want to get in to a home because of what happened in the last recession. Um, but I think it's also important to know and important just to put out there right now that the last recession was caused because of real estate and the real estate market. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the next recession will be uh, caused by real estate. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the next market or the next recession is going to tank the real estate market. Um, if you follow me on social media, you know that I've posted several times a, a graph by KCM, Keeping Current Matters, where they go into the last, is like five or six recessions, I think it's six, but, um, and they show you that only two of them, property values have dropped. And obviously, 08, property values dropped a ton. It was dramatic. It's, it's there. It's still fresh in everybody's mind. And it's good that people are hesitant because you don't want to make bad investments for sure. Um, but the only other time that it went down, it went down 2%. So, comparatively speaking, uh, only going down 2% um, compared to like 18%. That's Sorry, I thought somebody was knocking on the door. I can't really tell. Maybe they'll come in. Anyway, they to lose 18% in the 2020, and that's a general market like the entire U.S., um, to lose 18%, that's a big hit. But to lose 2%, that's not super dramatic. And, and what a lot of people are saying is, Oh, we're going to wait until the next recession to buy um, because we're going to see huge drops. And I just, I kind of don't think we're going to see that because on top of, um, on top of the two recessions where we did lose money, there were four recessions where appreciation still went up and there was still value created. So it's important to just have those numbers because I, I, use those in my decision making. Sorry that I was a little distracted during that. Somebody's knocking on the door and I don't know who it is. Um, so I guess let's first go into why I decided to buy. 
Um, my wife and I were renting, actually we were renting a super killer deal, a three bed, two bath, about probably 1200 square feet, um, corner lot, really nice subdivision. I mean, it was just, it was like a really ideal situation for us. And it was like $300 below market value for rent. Um, like it was a killer deal. And so like it kind of almost, when you look at it, you're like, why would you stop renting when you're getting such a good deal? And like our payment, our house payments can be more than our rent, you know? Um, and one of the big reasons was just, I was sick and tired of a landlord. It's super annoying <laughs> having to wait for them to fix things and do things. And like you live in the house and it's your house, but you always kind of just in the back head, you always know this is not really my house. And that's just frustrating to live with and to deal with. So I was just sick of that. You know, our landlord, there was a, a toilet that broke, never fixed it. It was like the last three months that we were there, never fixed it. And there was like a light fixture that never worked, never fixed it. You know, there was just, they were kind of lazy and they just never did anything about it. And I know there's tenant rights and things and we could have approached them about it. Um, ultimately, I just kind of felt like it wasn't worth it to go deal with all that. Um, so I was just tired of living that, like, paying his mortgage down, tired of um, making him money, really, because I'm a realtor. I know how much he bought the house for. I know roughly what his payment was. Um, so I knew how much money he was making off of us, and I was just kind of like, you know, I would rather be in my own home, I think, making making money that way, um, which I guess leads into my next point, which was, so I was tired of paying rent when I saw so much appreciation in the value in the in the home values. Now, like, how do I want to say this? We've seen ten percent growth over the last three years, and that's awesome. And obviously, it's not going to stay the same way, or else we will see like a real estate bubble uh, collapse, right? Like, the market can't can't keep that kind of growth going on forever. Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna see some trouble. But I, it is going to keep going up, and that's a fact of like, you just if you look at home values since they started tracking them, you just see constant, constant growth, and that's just the way it is. Especially Boise and like Salt Lake and Arizona area, like those areas are on the map and exploding right now. Boise and Salt Lake, I know, are like in the top five for fastest growing cities in the US. Um, so that's causing values to go up. For example, so I got I got my license like three years ago. First home I sold was $160,000. It was a three bed, two bath um, in the Caldwell area. That same home, I don't think you could get for less than 230. Might honestly be closer to 240 right now. Maybe, maybe 220. Uh, if you found the right, like if the seller was willing to go that low, but I really feel like it'd be around 230. Um, that's a huge amount of appreciation in that like short amount of time. 
And for those who are saying like, okay, well, that's great. You know, we've seen the greatest amount of growth in the real estate market ever since 2014. Yes, you're absolutely right. 100%. But how do you argue with this? In the 1900s, 1900s, 1990s, the average for a three bed, two bath was like 80 to $90,000. I think my my parents bought their first one for like 85,000. A three bed, two bath. You cannot find one in Boise for less than $240,000. And more realistically, right now, 260,000. 240,000 is like a piece of junk. You know what I mean? So that's like three times the value in my lifetime, basically. So and if you want to go even further back than that, well, in the 50s and 60s, homes were like 25, 50, 60 grand. And they're now worth 200, 250, you know what I mean? So over the long term, like I was having this conversation with my grandfather. Um, I said, someday my grandkids are going to come to me and say, how much was your first home that you bought? And I say, you know, it was $250,000 or whatever it is. I'm not going to tell you the actual amount, but... And uh, they're going to say, how in the world did you buy one for $250,000 or, you know, 25 Bitcoin or whatever it is, you know, how on earth did you buy one for that low? And it's just because I really think the appreciation is going to go up. And unless some kind of like stupid, crazy, nuclear, like Holocaust explosion goes off in Boise, Idaho, I might have just lost my YouTube video. But unless that happens, I really, and I really don't think it will, um, values are going to go up. And that's just kind of kind of a fact of life. So I want to get in while I'm young and just ride that appreciation for as long as I can. You know, I don't, I don't know how long I'll keep it. I'll probably keep it at least 10 years. Um, but in terms of my long-term growth and where I want to go investment-wise, we'll probably see me sell it to get into a bigger asset at some point let me see here one sec go to my live video um so that's another reason why i want to buy right now and then that leads perfectly into the next point just in terms of when you're in a rental contract you can't use it as an investment like you can't rent it at 1400 and then go rent it for 1600 um or if you can you're your landlord's probably going to boot you pretty quick so that they can get it up to 1600 right? Like, that's just not an option that you have. Um, and I think most renters are not going to let you Airbnb your own house out or their house out um, as a, rent, as a like, short-term rental. I know some landlords that will do that and maybe split the cost with you, but most of the time they're not going to let you do that. Um, and I want, I mean, my whole game... My whole investment strategy is to be in real estate and that's where I want most of my money parked because I think that that's the best investment tool. So buying a house just made more sense to me in terms of I can try Airbnb out from my house with little to no risk because it's like, okay, you know, I put it up there and I get no Airbnb clients coming through. I still own the house. I'm still making the payments. I still live there and everything. Two a year, two years, I turn it into 
a, a long-term rental and I'm totally fine. Didn't lose any money, didn't have any vacancy, didn't have to like out of my pocket make payments um, for this Airbnb. So it gives me a chance to experiment with these things but not lose money. Does that make sense? That's that's kind of my goal behind it. Um, now, I guess I should go a little bit into my fears too because they are there. I, I mean, like let's think about this for a second. I'm 23 years old and I'm attaching myself to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to buy a house, right? And you can argue debt, no debt, whether that's good or bad. Um, but that's a big commitment. Like it's a 30 year mortgage. So I'm 23. That'd be 53 when I paid it off. Um, if I paid it off, that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Um, but it's a long commitment. That's something to think about. It's not something to just take lightly in terms of what that could mean. Um, so naturally I have apprehension towards that. Um, the recession is obviously in my mind, just knowing so many people that got hurt in real estate. Um, the res- like it always is there just thinking could market values go down and they could, they absolutely could. I'm not oblivious to that. Um, but I kind of already answered that. I think, I don't think that they will. Um, and then I guess just my last one is like the added cost. You know, it is nice when you're renting to just know that they're supposed to fix things. You don't have to worry about a leaky toilet or um, a leaky roof. You know, that's on them. They have to clean that up. So that's that's kind of nice to know that those things are covered. Um, but if I may add, that is kind of why Connor and I went the new construction route, just in terms of, you know, I know a lot of people might disagree with me on this one, um, but when we were calculating it out, it made sense to go out to CUNA to buy a brand new home and build it and have that warranty and have that like lack of stress. It just made more sense to go that route than it did to go buy a used home in Boise uh, for a little bit higher. Boise will probably appreciate better than CUNA, but you know, we'd probably have to put 10 to 15 grand in on certain things, whether that be a roof, a yard, uh, repairs, carpet, you know, painting the wall, whatever. It just made more sense for us to go that route in terms of, of buying a, uh, a new home. Um, so I guess, let me go Sorry, I got kind of jumbled in this podcast. Um, I didn't take very good notes. I had somebody want to list their home literally like right before I got this. So I was kind of focused on that. But um, in terms of the recession, going back to that, I have a mentor. I might have mentioned him in a video or podcast who said that he made more money during the recession than he did the years before. And I... That's because he had one. He had he was liquid, um, but he had properties that were producing cash flow through that, and the world went on sale. Right, like properties were just flying off the wall um, because they were so dirt cheap, 
And and I know some people are saying like, no, they didn't. They didn't actually go off the wall. But if you're an investor, you're like snatching up as many properties as you can. Um, I'm going to get some flack for that one. I already know it. Investors were buying them super quick. That's what I was trying to say. Um, so my thoughts are, leading up to a recession, you have to start building a real estate portfolio so that you have assets, you know, in terms of cash flow at least, that will help you buy assets when there's a downturn. You got to have something that's helping you make money um, during both times. You just got to be smart in the way that you do it, always looking for a good deal. And so that's why, like, we went with the deal on Kuna because we felt like that was the most calculated decision to get us a nice home that was, you know, good enough, uh, clean enough, but not too expensive. That was just like, that made sense to us. Um, and so when you're looking into this and you're saying like, well, I don't want to buy because what if the recession happens in a year from now and I lose, you know, $30,000 in value. Okay. You're right. Yeah. But what if you bought and you turned it into a rental and you had $200 in cash flow out of that? So now you're getting $2,400 and the recession lasts five years, you know, and market go, like the values go down over that time. So that like five years from now, they hit their all time low, that's $10,000. You can buy another one at the all time low and see some extreme appreciation, right? So that's my thoughts. You got, everybody wants to buy at a discount, right? And I totally, totally agree with that, but you gotta understand that, that you have to buy at some point. From what I'm calculating and from what I've done my research on, I think that it's going to keep going up. I don't think it's going to go up as fast as it has been or as much as I would like it to, but I think it's going to keep going up. Um, and if it doesn't, if I'm totally wrong, that's all right. The world is going on sale. I'm going to find a way to get as much money as I can and buy as many properties as as possible. Like you got to understand that too. If, if market values crash tomorrow and I lose $40,000, and equity in that home, I'm going to be butthurt and I'm going to be mad, but I'm also going to be looking to make as much freaking money as possible so that I can buy as many freaking properties as possible during the recession. Like if we lost, if we had another 08 and we lost as much value in homes as we did in 08, like I hope that if you're listening to this, you would be busting your butt during that time to buy as many properties as you can because the people that did are sitting pretty good right now like honestly <laughs> they're sitting really well so i you know i'm nervous in some i'm also just an, an anxious person i constantly worry you can ask my wife i'll have a deal that's like ready to go and i'm just like it's gonna fall apart and she's like be optimistic and i'm just a natural worry wart so there's always that with me but uh, i think you know from the research i've done calculations i've done i think it's i think it's going to be worth it and so i guess that's a, another reason why i bought it is i want people to know that i feel good about the market and feel like they can trust me you know if i thought a recession was going to wipe out real estate values that like was unrecoverable from i wouldn't be buying right now my honest opinion um and i've done crazy amount of research to, to try and protect myself and my family so, sorry, but today's podcast was kind of jumbled. My YouTube video quit out on me. 
there's somebody knocking at the door. There's freaking construction going on behind me. And then, of course, I had that conversation like right before, which I'm super excited for. Um, I'm going to go make sure that I have that. I got a listing appointment like right before this for tomorrow. So I'm going to go close that, I hope. Um, if you're in the Boise area, if you're in really any area and you have questions about real estate, you want to know uh, what the next step is. You want to buy, you want to sell, you want to rent, whatever it is. Give me a call, shoot me a text, message me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Nextdoor, TikTok. TikTok is going to be huge. I'm just feeling it. <laughs> My buddy Blake Haggett would agree with me. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is on it too. I think TikTok is going to be huge. I'm on all of those. Message me, follow me, do whatever you want. Um, if you don't like me, if you think I'm an idiot, whatever, comment so that we can talk. Um, but thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we'll have another one up next week. I've got, I wrote down a list of people that I want to interview and I'm really excited for a lot of these interviews coming forward. Um, I've got a stellar group coming in. So thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey guys, this is Kyle Dildine. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for real estate in the Treasure Valley, let me know. We'll get together and sit down in my office and see what we can do to get you into a home or help you sell your home. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and we'll uh, have another one up here soon.